Welcome to the Bit Battle Podcast, Episode 1, recorded October 7th, 2011. Uh, we're going to start with a few random ideas, and we'll see where it goes. You can contact me at nj underscore brad at hotmail.com, or you can follow me on Twitter as Bradford Bruce. Uh, first topic, uh, really, in my experience, I've found that there are four different categories of IT workers. You have the programmers, you have the operations group, you have the infrastructure guys, and then you have the managers and the architects. They all have their place, they're all important, but it's very important to realize that one person really can't be everything. A programmer who knows their bits really doesn't make a very good operations person. They work on a schedule, they know what needs to be done, and they do it on their own time. An operations person has to do things on someone else's schedule. The infrastructure group has to know the hardware inside and out. They have to know the software that's being installed. They know how to do it by themselves. But they're not exactly very good dealing with change. Believe me, I've run into it. It's the role of the managers and the architects to know how to link them all together. They don't need to know everything, just enough to know when one is throwing the BS flag. Three major threats to the system are a programmer with a screwdriver, a technician with a patch, and a user with an idea. Believe me, the user with the idea is the most dangerous threat to the system. They think they know enough to tell you what to do and how to do it, when they really should be just telling you what they need and leave it up to the experts to figure out how to get there. Another topic is program consistency. Some of this is user interface, some is coding style, lots of other pieces. One of the things to really keep in mind is your user interface. You need to keep things consistent within your program. Keep your menu, or keep your menu items in the same order, Keep your buttons in the same order and name them the same thing. Use, thing. use the same order of items in your different locations. Not just within your program do you need to keep this in mind. You need to pay attention to similar programs. For example, in the browser market, Internet Explorer and Firefox, two of the most popular browsers around, have different context menus. When you right-click on a link in Internet Explorer, for example, you get a context menu that starts with Open, Open in New Tab, or Open in New Window. In Firefox, clicking the same menu item shows items new, Open in New Tab and Open in New Window. I'm sorry, what happened to Open? Oh yeah, that's a left-click. Hmm, which one of them is wrong? Should you have open on the context menu when you can already get to it with a right click? Duh, here I am, left click. I'm already confused. Context menu is a right click, and then you pick an item. So, that doesn't sound very consistent. And between the two items, I'll tell you, when I switch between them, and I do, Firefox is much faster for some things, but Internet Explorer, unfortunately, is still the corporate standard, and some programs 
only run in Internet Explorer. I use them both, and I always seem to click the wrong item for the first few minutes when I've switched. It used to be like in the old days when I was programming in Linux and Windows. Try to get your slashes in the right order. Get your commands right. Dir, ls, hmm, which is it? Speaking of browsers, come on people, quit changing the layout every few months. Telling somebody which menu item to click on is so much easier than trying to describe what an Ike, what the correct button looks like. Uh, that's even if your user has been able to find the about item to tell you what version of the browser they're using. Uh, you can't just tell by looking these days. There are enough differences between them, you can't find it. On to something else. Keeping current, or at least keeping up. Keep your knowledge current. You never know when someone else has a good idea you can use. Why reinvent the wheel when somebody else has already done it for you? Keep your software current. There's nothing like running into a bug that was fixed three years ago, but you never upgraded to the latest software. Believe me, an upgrade is cheaper than losing a week or more of productivity. Keep your hardware current. Computers are getting less expensive and much more powerful. Keep your antivirus up to date. You do not want to have to reinstall everything just because you were too cheap or too lazy to update your antivirus definitions. Version control. Copying files to different directories is hardly what I would call version control. You can use simple, free services such as Dropbox. It's not always free, but for most people, you're never going to go over your limit. One of the things that you don't always see is you can go back to earlier versions of files built right into the Dropbox website. Next step up would be to download and install a version control package such as Subversion and its partner in crime, Tortoise SVN. I've gotten many projects done using simple version control from Subversion. There are advanced topics, advanced ways to use it, but the down and dirty, simple way to use it is to be able to right click and commit. Or going back and looking at your history and reverting to an earlier version. The blame function, oh goodness. I can't tell you how many times I've appreciated a good blame. Another step up is to use a distributed database, such as Mercurial, otherwise known as HG, or Git. Both seem to be, have their places. Git seems to be more in the open source world, where Mercurial seems to be a little bit more in the corporate world. If you want a big brother of these, you can start combining version control with bug tracking and project management with a project with a product such as Team Foundation Server. The key is use something. I used to have a pet project that combined version control and automated builds. Now that there are so many packages out there, I don't see a need to keep that going. Now I'm working on a different project. It's a yeah, code library code boneyard, code recycler. The name keeps coming and going, uh, depending on which one sounds right at the time. Uh, really, it's more like, uh, more like Stack Overflow or MSDN, 
all thrown in together. It's good for keeping track of all those little throwaway programs that I've written to try out a new programming trick. You know, the ones you write, and then three weeks, or six months later, you have to find it, because you need to use that little trick now. Hmm. I'm back to version control integration, because those little tricks need to be stored somewhere. Sounds like another repository in version control. That just about wraps it up for this time. In future podcasts, I'll be discussing these and other topics in more details. In my next episode, I'll be discussing the specifications for the perfect, and we know how that changes, developer machine. In the meantime, you can contact me with any comments or suggestions at nj underscore brad at hotmail.com or follow me on Twitter as Bradford Bruce.